Hi everyone, my name is the Senator and I'm crazy about books. I love reading them aloud, but my brothers can only sit still for about 20 seconds before they just run off or start screaming and wrestling. So I've decided to share my love of reading with you guys. I hope that you enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Crazy About Books, episode 33. Chapter 33. Alden led her along the banks of the river that cut a winding path through the heart of Eternalia. Do you know what these trees are called? He asked, pointing to the mammoth trunks all around them. Burnt sienna bark braided up to hunter green leaves, which fanned out like paintbrushes. No, Sophie admitted. She'd seen them around. There were even a few at Havenfield, but she'd never thought to ask what they were. Their full name is Pufoliage Palme, but everyone calls them Piers because their leaves filter the air, keeping any pollution or keeping out any pollution or impurities. Each house in the city has at least one to keep the air clean, and with so many growing here, Eternalia has the freshest, crispest, crispest air in the world. He frowned at the sky, where a tinge of grey fuzzed through the blue. Well, it does when there isn't a fire nearby. But that's not important. Do you wonder why I ask? She nodded. I was thinking how strange it is that you don't know the name of our most common trees, yet you knew the name and location of a star only a handful of us have ever even heard of, and only the counsellors know how to find. She stared at her feet. I don't know why, honestly. I know, Sophie. No one thinks what happened was your fault. But we are all concerned about what else might be stored away in that mind of yours. Her head snapped up. You think there's other stuff? It's possible. You knew how to read the cipher runes on the scrolls, didn't you? Her blood ran cold. Was that what Quinlan had meant about her being a keeper all those months ago? But how would it get there? We don't know. The hesitation in his voice said otherwise and it made her desperate to shove into his thoughts, but she wasn't enough trouble already, and maybe she didn't want to know. Is that what Emery said to you at the end? She remembered Alden's quick nod. He told you something telepathically, didn't he? You are observant, aren't you? He sighed. He was giving me another instruction for you. Her stomach lurched. Is it bad? Of course not. Come with me. He took her hand and leapt them to the edge of Eternalia, where a row of identical crystal castles glowed pink and orange in the sunset. Where are we? Sophie asked as he led her toward the farthest one. These are the counselor's offices. You have an appointment with Counselor Terek. Her legs went weak with nerves, and she missed a step on the way to the door. Alden steadied her before she fell. The door opened before Alden knocked, and an elf with wavy brown hair and an emerald-encrusted circlet examined Sophie with curious, cobalt-blue eyes. She dropped a shaky curtsy, and Alden bowed. "'Do you want me to stay?' Alden asked. Tarek waved him away. "'It works better one-on-one. -on -one. You know that.' "'Then I'll be back in, a te in ten minutes.' He squeezed Sophie's shoulder. "'Just relax, Sophie. No reason to worry.' She nodded, her mouth too dry to speak. Tarek led her inside to an oval sitting room off the main entryway. He motioned for her to take a seat in one of the plush armchairs and sat across from her. Did Alden explain why you're here? She shook her head, unable to find her voice. 
He laughed, a soft, pleasing sound, which rang off the crystal walls and lifted the heavy atmosphere, atmosphere off the room. There's no re need to be afraid. What's about to happen is quite an honor. Parents beg me to do this for their children, children and I refuse. Causes too many problems. He sighed. It's quite a burden being the only descrier. He seems to be waiting. He seemed to be waiting for a response, so she nodded again. You have no idea what that means, do you? She hesitated for a second before shaking her head. How delightfully refreshing! It means I can sense potential. So you can see why parents are always clamoring for me to meet their children. I used to agree, but then I noticed how often it backfired. Potential is nothing if never lived up to. Now is it? She cleared her throat, realizing she hadn't said a word since she'd arrived. No. She speaks. I was beginning to wonder if you'd forgotten how. He smiled. I know you're nervous, Sophie, but I promise you have no reason to be. The council decided that, given today's unusual circumstances, it might be a good idea for me to see what I can sense about you. It's painless, I promise. All I have to do is hold your hands and concentrate. Do you think you can handle that? He extended his hands to her. She hesitated half a second before placing her hands in his. A tiny part of her feared that he would what he would find, but she also understood that this wasn't optional. She took a deep breath as he closed his eyes, counting the seconds to stay calm. 513 seconds passed before he opened his eyes again. Fascinating, he whispered, staring into space. Another 327 seconds passed before he released her hands and stood up. Incredible. Am I allowed to know what you sensed? She asked quietly. I would tell you if I knew what to say. I felt something, something strong, but I, I couldn't tell what it was. She already knew the answer, but she had to ask. Has that ever happened before? No, it's definitely a first. He moved toward the door, opening it before Alden could knock. Alden glanced between Tarek and Sophie. How did it go? Interesting, Tarek murmured, his mind far away. When he said no more, Alden turned to Sophie. Are you ready to go home? She nodded. Tarek didn't say goodbye, and he was still standing there, lost in his own thoughts as the light swept them away. Alden handed her a parcel wrapped in green paper when they reached Havenfield. The council also insisted that you keep one of these. She unwrapped a thick teal book, running her fingers across the silver bird etched in the cover. It had long legs like a crane, sweeping tail feathers like a peacock, and a curved neck like a swan. It's beautiful. It's a memory log. He opened the book so that the smooth white pages inside so that she could see the smooth white pages inside. Has Tiagin taught you how to project? She nodded. Good. The council wants you to keep track of your memories, to see if we can find any that aren't yours. How do I do that? They couldn't explain expect her to record every memory she'd ever had. That would be impossible. Just record things that seem important, and record all the dreams you remember. She bit her lips. Even the nightmares? Are you having nightmares? Sometimes. Since school started, she'd stopped having them every night, but at least once a week she still woke up in a cold sweat. Sometimes I dream that my family is trapped in a burning house, trying to get out. She shivered at the terrifying images flashing through her mind. Alden was quiet for a second before he said softly, your family is safe, Sophie. You have no reason to worry about them. She met his eyes. 
You won't tell me what's going on with the fires? He took a step back, like he needed distance between her and her question. Do the fires have something to do with me? She held her breath as he seemed to debate the answer. I don't know, he whispered, which is why this memory log is so important. I'll be checking it regularly to see if there's anything useful. Make sure you recall those nightmares. She nodded. There's a good girl. He pulled her into one armed hug and then froze. You haven't told Grady and Edeline about these dreams, have you? No. Why? Julie died in a fire. Didn't they tell you? She shook her head. They never talk about her. I don't think they know that I know. Sadness crept across his heart, his face in thin lines. It's hard for them. You can't imagine how hard. Death is such a common thing for humans, but for us... He stared into the distance. Her fiancé's house caught on fire. He tried to save her, but there wasn't time. He barely made it out alive. And even then, he didn't finish, but something in his eyes told her it did not end well. So if he tried not to imagine the horror he was describing, burning to death, the thought alone made her shudder. I won't mention the dreams, I promise. Thank you. He smiled sadly and left her. She went straight to her room and closed the door. Projecting her nightmares into the memory log was easy. Seeing them so vividly was awful. Her whole body shook as she stared at her terrified family surrounded by smoke and flames. She slammed the log shut, hiding it behind her bookshelf so that no one would find it. Desperate to replace those horrifying images, she grabbed her old scrapbook and sank onto her bed. She hadn't touched it since the, Dex, the day Dex looked it over. She never made it past the cover. Adeline found her later, still staring at the closed album. Everything okay? Sophie jumped, pressing the scrapbook to her chest. I'm fine. Her voice sounded sharper than she meant it to be. Adeline frowned. Dinner's waiting downstairs. The thought of food turned her stomach. I'm not really hungry, but thanks. Oh, okay. Adeline sat next to her on the bed. Did something happen with Alden? You can tell me. She reached out to stroke Sophie's arm, but Sophie flinched, afraid Adeline might touch the scrapbook. Sophie re Adeline retracted her hand, looking anywhere but Sophie. Sorry, I didn't. Sophie started. Adeline waved away the apology, forcing a smile on her lips as she stood. Don't worry about it. You want to be alone. I'll send up some dinner later, in case you're hungry. Sophie watched her leave, hating herself for hurting Adeline's feelings. But she'd have to set it right later. Right now, she had bigger problems. She took a deep breath and forced herself to look at the photo mounted on the cover of the scrapbook again to make sure her eyes weren't playing tricks on her. Bile rose in her throat. There she was, 11 years old, building a sandcastle on the beach. But it wasn't an imaginary castle like she'd thought it was the first time. She recognized that castle. She'd been in it this afternoon. The twisting turrets, the sweeping arches... It was an exact replica of the crystal castles in Eternalia. So how could she build a model of it a year before she knew it existed? Okay, that's it for today, folks. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.